You are listening to the Anna Sabo Show, a podcast for Christian women, where we have conversations about God, gospel, and the matters of life. If you enjoy this episode, please write and post your podcast review today. And remember to share it on social media. Oh, by the way, the calm music I add to the end of each episode is for your thinking pleasure. Now, enjoy the show. Romans 8.31 says, If God is for us, who can be against us? Often in life, I find that the one against me is myself. Have you ever experienced self-condemnation, judging and rejecting yourself? I know I have. I was Anna Stevens until May of last year, an award-winning author of the book called Turn Your Dreams and Wants into Achievable Smart Goals. I was a woman with four diplomas who successfully graduated from a teaching college, two business schools, and a law school. A woman who was smart, beautiful, certainly very organized in her life, and very capable. In my daily life as Anna Stevens, I was accomplishing a lot and was overall a high achiever. Then, last year, on May 14, 2016, I got married. My husband Michael abandoned the marriage right away and said that he wasn't interested anymore in either me or our marriage. Michael attended a seminary and worked at a mega church here in Atlanta. He said all he wanted in life from that point on was to be an Iron Man and compete in Kona. I now was Anna Zabo, Michael's wife, and Michael called his bicycle my other wife I cheat on you with. The mental haze he put me through caused so much confusion in my head. I was suicidal under the care of two counselors, a trauma counselor who worked with victims of narcissistic abuse and also a biblical counselor. Anna Zabo was very, very different from Anna Stevens. Anna Stevens always lived in a city close to work. Anna Zabo moved to country to live where Michael wanted to live and commuted five hours every day to go to work. Anna Stevens would have never stayed in that kind of bizarre marriage with a confused husband who lived in a separate bedroom and repeatedly threatened her with physical harm, saying, you don't want me to do to you what I did to my sister. But Anna Zabo married Michael for eternity. In front of God, friends and family. And so she was in a covenant marriage with Michael and God, and so she stayed. Anna Stevens was always a supporter of women and was an advocate against domestic violence since 2010. 
She smelled abuse from afar and always took appropriate protective actions. Anna Zabor was abused every day and she stayed in that miserable house in Cumming, Georgia, because she wanted to be committed and she wanted to love Michael unconditionally, despite his consistent threats and bizarre behavior. Anna Zabor was so depressed from all the narcissistic abuse she endured, from gaslighting and narcissistic projection. She was full of anxiety and from all the threats, deception and daily devastation at home, she was very suicidal. She couldn't organize everything in that 1,800 square feet two-story house because she also had two back injuries right after the wedding. And she was abandoned in an unfinished construction house with boxes everywhere, always looking where her underwear was. Anna Stevens, of course, always knew exactly where everything was, including her underwear. And she certainly would have never tolerated that kind of mental and physical haze. But Anna Zabo did tolerate it for the sake of her marriage and commitment to her husband. And Anna Stevens was not okay with it. As you're listening to this now, you can imagine what was happening inside my head every day as I was the confused, abandoned, depressed Anna Zabo who was bottled by the high achiever Anna Stevens every moment of every day only increasing, already devastating anxiety and depression caused by the narcissistic husband. I rejected myself. Hi, I am Anna Zabo from AnnaZabo.com and you are listening The Anna Zabo Show, a podcast for Christian women where we have conversations about God, gospel, and the matters of life. If you enjoy this podcast episode, please write a review on iTunes. This is episode number 39, and we're talking about rejecting ourselves and self-acceptance. Rejection can be defined as the act of pushing someone or something away. This podcast episode is part two of a three-part series on rejection that covers three types of rejection which Christian women experience. Rejection by people, that's last week's episode, rejection by self, today, and rejection by God, next week. This podcast comes out on iTunes every Saturday at noon, so make sure you subscribe. Before we dive into it, I want to take a moment and thank all of the 10,000 people who downloaded the Anna Zabo show across the internet on iTunes, Stitcher, Insight Timer, Google Play, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and YouTube since I started it a few weeks ago. To read your comments and reviews, your life stories that you share, it's such a privilege. 
And since so many of you tried to message me on my personal Facebook, I just went ahead and created a Facebook page for you. It's called Online Discipleship for Women. So you can message me there on Facebook. Again, it's Online Discipleship for Women. I've been truly overwhelmed with gratitude from everyone listening and for all the positive reviews you guys shared on my content. The most amazing thing of all that I wanted to bring to your attention is the geographical statistics of the podcast reach. People download my podcast in the United States, Ireland, South Africa, Iceland, the Republic of Mauritius, Brazil, Mexico, New Caledonia, Scotland, Greece, Canada, Ukraine, New Zealand, Australia, India, Spain, Italy, Netherlands, United Kingdom, Kazakhstan, Belgium, and Slovakia. When I look at where my listeners are located all over this beautiful planet, it blows my mind. I started this podcast in my closet on the floor for good sound quality for you. On my 2011 old beat-up MacBook Pro with simple iPhone earphones. And to know that I can talk to you guys from my closet's floor and you are everywhere. Wow, that's amazing. I'm so grateful. I shared with you last week that my dream is that one day I will travel the world to meet all my podcast listeners in person and give every one of you a warm hug. I shared with you last week about Iceland. And my next destination will be the Republic of Mauritius. If I mispronounce it, by the way, please forgive me. I tried to watch some YouTube videos about the countries where my podcast listeners live, and unfortunately, I couldn't find any videos where people actually pronounce the name of this country. So I hope I didn't offend anyone. <laughs> but it's a heaven of islands in Indian Ocean. My favorite ocean, by the way, as I spent a lot of time in Bali. So when I come visit you guys there, we'll definitely go snorkeling together. And now I have a question for you. Have you ever experienced the same rejection of yourself as I described in the beginning of this episode? I remember attending a divorce care group at church and we were asked to count all of our losses in our divorces. It was May 13th, 2017, a Saturday when I taught a LinkedIn workshop for a leadership class at DeVry University here in Atlanta. As I was referring to my own LinkedIn profile that day, I heard myself say Anna Stevens. And I wept. I realized how ashamed I was to be Anna Zabo. I, I was unable to refer to myself as Anna Zabo. I just couldn't say it. I never wore a name tag at any events and I couldn't wear my name badge at work. I was so 
so against calling myself and being an able. That Saturday was one day before my one-year wedding anniversary with Michael, who filed for divorce twice in our eight months of marriage. And I wept right there at DeVry University in that classroom. I wept because I remembered vividly how Michael and I were walking my dog Bruno around my apartment, talking about our future wedding and marriage. And there Michael asked me to please take his last name. He knew that Anna Stevens was a brand. I built that brand for many years. I had many digital properties, websites, of course my award-winning book out there. I asked him if I could think about it, and he told me that he really wanted me to honor him by accepting his last name. And so I did. Here I was, on May 13th of 2017, just a year later, being divorced by Michael, who was not at all interested in our marriage from the beginning and who traded me in for a bicycle in pursuit of his dream of becoming an Iron Man. I felt stupid for marrying Michael after he told me that he didn't want to have sex with me because he needed to save himself for his Ironman training, I felt worthless and ugly, having been so deceived and betrayed. The main feelings I experienced in my marriage with Michael were all very negative. Disrespected, devalued, dismissed, disregarded dishonored and discarded. That's what narcissists do. They discard you as a piece of trash. That's why so many women reached out to me telling me how they either admitted their daughters to mental health hospital or telling me stories how their women friends committed suicide after divorce with narcissists. And for the fact that I did honor Michael and accepted his last name, I felt as if Anna Zabo betrayed Anna Stevens. I hated my wedding pictures. I wanted to go back to being Anna Stevens. I remember driving from work to my old apartment in Dunwoody, flats at Perimeter Place here in Atlanta. And I would sit there and stare at my little balcony there and remember my good life that I had before I married Michael. I did it so many times. I missed, I missed my life. I missed being Anna Stevens and I hated, I hated being Anna Zabo and I hated my bizarre abusive marriage with Michael. I wanted to undo the I do. I wanted to wake up from the nightmare I was living in with Michael. And all of that self-rejection and self-condemnation compounded by the narcissistic mental cruelty at home kept me a prisoner of my severe depression and suicidal thoughts 
And there were days when I just was unable to even get up. Then I would lie in bed, staring at the ceiling, judging myself for not getting up. And on and on and on it went. A thought loop with no end. So today I wanted to share with you the three-step process I went through. It's a three-step process that really brought me to the other side of that mental haze and my self-rejection. I prayed to God on my knees, crying out for help. I wrote prayer poems that I will share here with you today. And when I became aware of what really was happening in my head, the first step for me was to count Anna Stevens as my loss and grieve Anna Stevens just as I was asked to grieve all of my losses in these two divorces with Michael. So step one, grieve the you that is not there. This first step on my journey of self-acceptance resulted in a letter that was the most important asset created in my healing process because time and time again I read and reread it to facilitate self-acceptance of Anna Zabel, which finally resulted in me printing a huge canvas of my wedding picture and hanging it above the fireplace here at my new home. I always refer to it as my last picture of Anna Stevens and my first picture of Anna Zabel, and the two finally are okay together. Before I read the Dear Anna Zabel letter to you, please remember that this podcast is recorded live and delivered to you unedited. I don't know what kind of feelings reading this letter now will bring up, and if I cry from grief, just give me a moment. Dear Anna Zabel, it's been nice meeting you and I apologize to you for seeing you as a depressed, worthless, hopeless, powerless, abandoned, betrayed, angry and foolish woman who's been traded in for bicycle. I now know you as a princess, beautifully and wonderfully made in the image of God, very faithful, committed, kind, always seeking to be a better wife, employee, and friend. I respect you. I respect you for what you've endured in order to save your marriage. And while for a year I judged you as foolish and simple, I do now understand that you stayed in the house and endured so much because you wanted to honor your vows to God to love your husband through the good and the bad. I thought of you as a woman who never knows where her underwear, jewelry, hair products or contact lenses are because all my stuff has always been in order. I also considered you I also considered you a disorganized, lazy messmaker 
who can lie flat in bed while the dishes need to be washed and the laundry needs to be taken care of. I apologize for that, because I see you now as a woman who sacrificed and persevered through so much, never gave up on her marriage, cared for her sick, abusive husband, enduring so, so much, while choosing the husband in the marriage as her priority, driving a hundred miles a day, five hours in traffic, five days a week, to make a living, and being simply exhausted. I've learned that you are a woman who received mercy and grace from God and has consistently given mercy and grace to her husband. I've learned how much time you've invested into saving the marriage, being there for your husband, working on the 1,800-square-feet house alone all the time, being served with the divorce papers twice, but staying faithful and committed and never giving up until on the day of your mediation you've been asked to leave. You stayed and endured. I've learned how hard, I've learned how handy you are installing curtain rods, shelves, painting, putting furniture together. And the whole LED lights project is just incredible. I admire you. I respect you. I understand you. I accept you. And I love you. You are a woman of strength that is not fake but real. The power of vulnerability in you may be and has been perceived by me specifically as weakness and even craziness, but your ability to grieve and your willingness to feel the pain is what I never allowed in me, and so I turned to alcohol, shopping, and my sexual addiction. But your submission to Jesus and your desire to serve God, allowing Him to prune you through this pain so you can be more fruitful, this ability is the strength that will help you help others in God's kingdom. It's what makes your heart a heart of flesh, enables you to feel empathy for others, which I understand now is another reason why you had been so out of energy or joy. I ask you to forgive me for my judgments, for wanting you to be like me. I love you. I accept you. I forgive you. Anna Stevens, May 14th, 2017. In December of last year, I was the most suicidal as after the first divorce filing, Michael asked me to reconcile and then abused me so I had to flee from our marital residence. My friend took me away. She just came there on uh, one night in December and she packed my stuff with me, my dog, and I stayed with her in her 700 square feet 
uh, one bedroom condo and um, I just needed to put my head back together <sighs> when Michael told me that he will go get mental health help I came back after that he served me with the second divorce summons in December, I started listening to meditations on the Inside Timer app, which literally saved my life. The headspace I was able to create helped me develop the watchful observer. I meditated hundreds of hours a month, which was the essential part of step two in my self-acceptance process. Step two... Don't judge the you who doesn't meet your expectations. As I advanced to the next step, I was learning to be depressed without judging myself for being depressed. I would still lie in bed and not move. Only now, I would not have self-condemnation. And instead, there was room to hear from God who began blessing me with biblical poems. In the process, I wrote 42 biblical poems and prayers on the topics of love, marriage, forgiveness, narcissistic abuse, prayers for my husband, and my conversations with God. They are all now available on Amazon as framed spiritual poetry. And with that, I was able to graduate myself to the next step, step three. Focus on who God says you are and not your emotions. I was hopeless and felt worthless when out of desperation I began to seek in scriptures what God says about me, who I am. And while I did that, I also authored 52 devotionals for women. Those 52 devotionals are short biblical affirmations that I wrote to memorize for myself and repeat to myself when panics attack me or negative thoughts try to take over my mind. Let me share some of the 52 devotionals with you. And you can also download the entire book I wrote called 52 Devotionals at enazabo.com, just scroll to the bottom of any page and click the orange button and you can get your free 52 devotionals ebook. Ah, oh, let me see which ones I want to share with you. Well, of course, I am a princess, a daughter of the king, loved and accepted, sanctified and redeemed. I am blessed. I am blessed by God with every spiritual blessing. My transgressions are forgiving and my sins are covered. Without Jesus, about my future I was wondering and guessing. But now my future is certain because God's grace I discovered. I am healed. I am healed by the Lord and my life is redeemed from destructions. I am healthy and whole, following His commands and instructions. I'm loved by God. 
unconditionally for eternity. For my salvation and life, His Son He sacrificed. Nothing can take away from me this certainty. I am inseparable from the love of Jesus Christ. Out of these 52 devotionals, I produced uh, biblical canvases. So this one specifically, I am loved, is my favorite canvas. And I made those canvases. I designed them by myself and I made them a mix of two things I love, two colors, white and orange. I also made them available on Amazon with the hashtag 52devotionals. Oh, let me share another one with you. I am special and chosen. I am special. I am chosen. Formed from dust in God's own image. Made alive just by His Spirit. With a purpose as a royal privilege. I am worthy. For me, on the cross, Jesus Christ died. Because I'm worthy of God's love, He chose to be crucified. I was washed with His blood, sanctified and justified. By the Spirit of God, I have been purified. I am valuable. I am the most valuable to my Father God. And the number of my hair He knows. To pay for my freedom and life, Christ died. To shine light in the world, me he chose. I am a princess, a daughter of the king, loved and accepted, sanctified and redeemed. I am a child of God in Jesus Christ. Through my faith I became God's daughter. With a grateful heart I accept his sacrifice. From my deepest being now flow the rivers of living water. And the rivers of living water are the gifts from God, like this podcast, for example. I would have never imagined sharing any of it with you because this is painful. This is painful. This is too vulnerable. But God called me to do it. And for His glory and honor, I'm sharing all of this with you. This takes hours and hours of hard work to produce this podcast and learn the software. And just, <laughs> it's a lot of work. But the most work, of course, is internal work within me. It takes a lot of overcoming anxiety and my fear. I told you that I'm doing this scared. I have a lot of fears, but I do it anyway because God called me to. That is the rivers of living water. When I received so much from the Holy Spirit that now there is an overflow that I can give you out of that blessing. And the canvases that are now on Amazon and the biblical poems that are also on Amazon these are all the rivers of living water flowing out of my deepest being, which is the Holy Spirit in me. Um, and by the way, the rivers of living water, that's from John 7.38, if you want to look it up in scriptures. Of course, today Anna Zabo and Anna Stevens 
still have some disagreements, but there is no judgment anymore. The watchful observer developed through the practice of meditation helps negotiate inner peace and self-acceptance. What about you? Is there something you condemn yourself for? Is there a part of you that you're rejecting? Do you have a hard time accepting yourself? Let's just walk together through the three-step process I shared with you today. Step one, grieve the you that is not there. Step two, don't judge the you who doesn't meet your expectations. And step three, focus on who God says you are and not your emotions. I want to leave you today with this prayer poem I wrote to God, struggling with my lack of performance up to my own expectations, suffering from a broken heart and being weak from depression and suicidal thoughts. As I was realizing that my only true identity was in Christ, being a daughter of our sovereign God, the King of the entire universe, I named this poem, I Am Your Princess. My heart is broken. My soul is aching. But I have hope because you're still reigning. Your mercy gifts forgiveness. Your grace gifts blessings. We don't deserve your goodness. Our lives are always messy. But you don't rate performance. Our heart is one that matters. So when we fail all over, you raise us from the deadness. Your strength is sufficient. Your love is enough. I am your daughter, a perfect princess in a fallen world. Father God, you're always good. You love us so much and we love you back, Father. We can stand in your promises, believing your every vow, and know that you love us unconditionally and accept us just the way we are. So as we come here today before you, I want to lift up the woman listening. I want to bring her anxieties, self-condemnation, self-rejection, high expectations for herself. I want to bring them all up to you. I want to lift them up and I want you to take them away. I want you to fill her heart up with the confidence in your love and your acceptance, your forgiveness and the freedom that comes from knowing that Jesus died and bled for us, for her, because she is a precious child of God, the king of the entire universe. She is a princess, a daughter of the king, loved and accepted, sanctified and redeemed. I pray in the marvelous name of Jesus. Amen.